Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hey guys, Tane here. Aid and I are out this week. In the meantime, we are sharing our bonus episode Unlocked from our Patreon. And it's for The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Season 15, Episodes 1 and 2. We'll be back next week with a new recap for a show. And see you then. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid. And this is Alter Call on Patreon. Hello everyone, welcome to an Alta Call bonus episode. This time we are going to be talking about the new season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Today we'll be talking about the first two episodes. Hi Aid. Hi Tane. How are ya? I'm alright, how are you? I'm good. I sound much better, don't I? <laughs> you do. You sound much better. <sighs> thanks, thanks. I actually blanked on what season this is. It's not 16, is it? I couldn't even tell you. I think it's 16. <laughs> I was. I thought about it. I was like, it's 16. But then I'm like, wait, I'm not sure if that's right or not. It is 15. Okay, 15. Okay, yeah. we got ahead of ourselves. 15. All right. I feel like we've talked about Atlanta before, but for the new patrons that we have, do you want to share your past, your present, your future with Atlanta, where you stand with it, your thoughts and feelings? So my feelings on Atlanta is I watched episode one, season one, the day it aired. I faithfully watched for many years. Then there was a period where I canceled cable to save money. I missed a couple years of Atlanta. Then I came back. And generally speaking, Atlanta is just a franchise that I just watch. And it's actually one of the rare ones that I watch the night that it comes on for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, I just... People be like, that was a bad season of Atlanta. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're all good to me. (laughs) What about you, Tane? Yeah, same. Um, I've watched every season since it started. Um, We've seen the one and dones. There's been a lot of one and dones in Atlanta (laughs) um, in the season. And I do enjoy it. For the most part, I always said it was the best of the franchise because they were the first to understand that this is work. Um, no matter what the fights are, we got to keep it moving. We'll have a good time. They have the best shade. They're always so pretty. And when Nini started misbehaving, I think it was the beginning of the downturn of Atlanta. I know what you're saying. Like, it's you don't know what we're talking about. But you will not catch me dead. There was a season where I thought Potomac was actually the better franchise and the best of the franchise. But you would not catch me saying that openly. I have a fierce loyalty to Atlanta. Um, Y'all know my favorite housewife is on Atlanta. And I will say where I am with them right now, I do think it is missing something. I am not exactly a fan of the current cast right now. I really miss Portia on it. I do not want Phaedra back, so everybody can keep that opinion. (laughs) I don't think she's bringing anything to it. And I'm very surprised that they kept the same cast from last season to this season. I'm surprised, but it's the right move. Okay. For instance, Drew. I could I could not stand Drew. 
But I do feel like as her story goes on and she develops, Atlanta has always been guilty of firing people too early. Yes. I don't know why they fired Ava, to be honest. They gave Uh, her two two seasons. They should have given her more. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad that they are keeping the cast so we can actually get to know them and get invested. I agree with you. We could use a Porsche. I can tell you why Ava got fired, though. Why? She babies? wasn't willing to share her life. I mean, she could have babies, but she wasn't willing to share her life. Everything was under that. And then she kept saying, I'm not here for the drama. I'm not, listen, you got to know what you signed up for. So uh, you got to get in the mix. So I think when there's a wall, having a wall and housewives don't mix. Especially, and that's the other thing. On Atlanta, it really doesn't mix. Yeah. So maybe if she came back now... With a divorce and everything, things would be different with the whole ultimate girl's trip popularity. Maybe. I take her. There's very yeah. few people who have left Atlanta who I'm like, don't bring them back. That I take true. anybody back. I'll take Shamari. <laughs> she was okay. She isn't very memorable to me, but okay. No, I, I think I've watched her in like three other shows since she left, and she's just a character. Um, I wouldn't take what is the girl that Kenya had a crush on? Who I know, I don't remember. Oh man, she was in the same season as Fallon and all of that. She was just chaotic, and she's like a brandy to me, a Kelly Dodd, where it's just like I'm just looking for trouble. Did she argue with Drew at that Christmas party? Yeah, I could not remember her name for the life of me, but you're right, I take whoever she is back to. You know, I'm doing the thing I yell at people on podcasts for doing. I'm like, you should know your facts before you speak about it. This is the 15th season. And for some reason, (laughs) while Atlanta keeps people for forever, I just feel they have more turnover than other franchises. They They just do do a lot of one and twos and duns. They do. And her name was LaToya. Sorry. Yeah, LaToya. I don't know if she, because we can't have her and Marlo on the same season. That's too much chaos. Um, How did you feel about Marlo getting her peach I, I i was on one hand i was proud of her on the other hand i think that marlo is a terrible human like on <laughs> a, a different level in some ways maybe she's redeemed but um she's not i mean i was happy for her because it felt like i don't know we've watched her for a long time i i'm always rooting for people but i don't think it was actually good for her and uh, i'm not really looking forward to seeing her this season yeah, I don't think it was good for her or for us. Um, some people are just really good friends and she should have just been a friend because she is not getting to her full potential. But I think the other thing that the franchise is facing is I think it's getting harder for them to cast housewives. So maybe oh, that's yes. why they were like, we don't have time for this and we're just going to keep everybody <laughs> on here. Um, I will go on the record and I think I've said this before. I'm not a fan of, is it Sonia or Sonia? It's, I think it's Sonia. Sonia. Okay. Sonia is New York. Um, I'm not a fan of Sonia. I, I just, there's a lot of thirsty energy, which is so weird because again, I have a lot of respect for her. And I say it all the time that I don't think the women gave her enough respect. I was like, do you know who this woman is? Like, do you know <laughs> what she has done? And I never think they gave her respect. But as a housewife, the thirst is too much. The eagerness is too much i am not a fan so i just feel it like it adds to the there's too much bad juju on housewives right now like if you have me rooting for kenya i don't like sheree i don't like sonya i'm not a fan of marlo like it's just too much bad blood that it turns it skews towards being dark you know that's that's so interesting 
I think that the Atlanta feuds bother me the least of any franchise because I'm so wholly invested in both sides that I don't have to get too upset about who's winning at the current time. Uh, that's interesting. I think this new crop, especially Marlo, takes feuds to a different level. I don't think we've had anyone get that dark. She has in the past, but she was a friend. So it was never anything. But when she's here, she just throws anything out. And when you make your storyline to just be on candy and then you get Sheree on there, it's old. It's just old. It's also to me kind of funny. First off, my loyalty to candy is long, deep, and wide. Um, if there is an argument, while I'm like, oh, I'm invested in everybody, I'm always Team Candy. I, I was actually thinking, like, there's only been one time where I've actually disagreed strongly with Candy. Um, it was when she was pressuring Phaedra to take her kids to see Apollo in prison. Um, and I was like, Candy, this is really not your business. Uh, yeah. These are not your children. Uh, <laughs> um but I generally am always on Candy's side. And I just have a lot of faith in her ability to handle herself. So I look at Marlo and her nonsense as like a joke. I'm like, you, you, you're joking, right? You're trying to go after Candy? You got jokes. Well, I'll tell you what I disagree with Candy. This confessional, this Jackson 5 confessional look that she has going on this season. Not a fan of it. This is what happens when you're like the longest running housewife ever. <laughs> you're confessionals. You're like, what else can I do? What else can I do? And then you come up with this. <laughs> but I do think something all the Bravo shows are suffering from personally that I think is that they have this new thing of focusing on one storyline and then everything else falls to the wayside. And that's all we focus on the entire time. And I'm not a fan of it. I don't know if it started with Lucy Lucy Apple Juice Gate or whatever, but it's been spreading across every single show. And it's like, we don't do a complete equal share of the pie with all the castmates. We just pick one thing and then that's all we're going to focus on for the rest of the season. Okay. But I want, let's talk about where we are with Atlanta storylines right now. Okay. I mean, I guess we start from the least important <laughs> to me. Although very interesting, Sonia's storyline with her family, I find this all very fascinating and I want to know as many details as possible. Okay. What do you want to know? Here you are. First off, why do they all live in one house? That is insane. Secondly, it appears that her sister and her brother-in-law, it's like that resentment you have when you depend on somebody, mm -hmm. but you don't like that you depend on them. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to, like, basically serve them because they are your boss, but they're also your sister. Oh, it's uh, there's a lot there. I cannot relate. Listen, I love my family like anything else, but we've had discussions about other things or whatever. I just never relate to people when they speak about their family like they're oxygen. I don't want anybody that close to me in my house. Like, I just... We have to live in the same house. We have to be so close. I don't know how the sister agreed to it. I don't know how Sonia... Well, I guess I could see how Sonia thought about it. Because Sonia can kind of think, like, maybe... Sonia, sorry. In her career, maybe she was apart from her family. So now she craves it. But she's getting her bidding. But I don't see how that works out for anyone. We're talking about grown people with their own families. So that's three. Her parents her sisters, and her family. Everyone is going to want to feel independent. And like you said, the sister is mad that you gave your husband a job? 
<laughs> you want him to do stuff? <laughs> I just, where's the, where are the boundaries on that? I don't know. How do you start to fix that? I just don't think it, nobody needs to be that close. It, it, de- it dep- I have the secret feeling that all families who are that close, there's just no way you can be functional. It's a codependency. <laughs> it's a codependency. The dysfunction is built into the construct. Yeah, it is. And honestly, the sister is making all that mouth. And I kept wondering to myself, is there anything stopping you from just packing up and finding your own apartment or house? Like they make it sound like they're being held captive. If they, it's that bad. <laughs> it is my assumption that they cannot make it without Sonia. Oh, that's and tough. that's why they're in that house. Because I'm like, like you said, if you're that resentful, if it's a job, you can just say, although this is part of dysfunction sometimes, is that, oh, you can never betray your sister by leaving her. Mm-hmm. But I, if you can make it somewhere else, you would go there. But apparently you can't. Can we agree that Sonia is one of the people who moved to Atlanta to be a housewife? I'm pretty sure she did, yeah. I mean, Kenya did the same thing. So no knock on them. Do what you got to do. Because she just moved like, what, a year or two years ago? So she probably convinced them. Because she mentioned on the episode that the agreement was a year or two. And I'm guessing that was part of it. Like, hey, I'm going to need a storyline. Like, you just do this for me. Like, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Except the sister doesn't know how to get out of that. It sounded good. And they all moved for her. And now she's the confirmed second season housewife. And like you said, the resentment creeps in. I mean, they were all at BravoCon. I didn't even notice that her sister and her parents were at BravoCon. Yeah, I took a picture of her mom too. (laughs) Wow. Okay, yeah, that's weird. But see, that's the thing. Why are you at BravoCon? Because you do want to ride on her coattails. You just resent being there. You resent the ride. (laughs) Yes, there's nothing like a housewife fame. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, and like you said, again, once you said that to me, it makes sense. Sometimes you're arguing about stuff and there's stuff you can't say on camera, but they're arguing about, you know, certain things and it could be something to do with the show or whatever, but we don't know. But I mean, good on them, but, um, what do you think about Sonia and being ready to have a second child and all that stuff? Do you think that story, it's not a storyline, but I feel like they had an agreement, but to me, Sonia is so thirsty that I think she's stretching it out as a storyline. I think that's probably it, but I do probably, they're, they're a very interesting couple. He was a, was a professional football player, right? Yeah. Was oh, he has a Super Bowl ring. How could I forget? Um, <laughs> <laughs> these power athlete couples, I'm always so curious. If you're in different sports, it's good because then you can cheer on each other's successes. But I just, now that you're both retired, the way that you function must be so different. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Ross, the former professional football player, is probably that great about sharing the domestic load. And I do not understand why you're going to have a second kid with someone who doesn't share the domestic load. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, as you were speaking, it kind of dawned on me that now I'm sure she really moved. Because if they were going to move, they should have just moved to Austin. <laughs> where his business is. <laughs> Instead of moving to Atlanta. But, but yeah, Austin I... was where they were before they moved to Atlanta. Oh, that's where they were? Yeah, oh. yeah. So, you guys, I am an Olympics head. Sonia was in the Olympics and she commentated on the Olympics. I have followed her long since before she was on 
Real Housewives. I did. I remember even when she announced on Instagram that she was moving to Atlanta, and I was like, I wonder why they moved to Atlanta. Next thing I know, Sonya's on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, but yeah, they were in Austin before this. Did you watch her show on We TV? I did not, but I keep on hearing about it. I should see if I can find it somewhere. Okay, should be on the We TV stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just want to know how a newbie managed to get all this hosting gig. She hosted a lot of events and look, looky here. She hosted the first events of the season. Also, you know, when you were talking about how did Sonya get a second season? Like, I don't know if this is true, but I'm just going to throw this out there. NBC and Bravo are together. Um, they're like under one conglomerate or one owns the other. I don't know what it is. This corporate stuff. NBC owns the rights to the Olympics. I follow all their Olympics channels and they do a lot of cross promotion with Sonya as a housewife, Sonya as an Olympian. Um, and I feel like that's kind of, that might be a reason why she got a second season. I mean, it could be, but honestly, why did Marlo get one? I just feel they were just going to keep everyone. Okay. That too. <laughs> I just thought that we're gonna keep everyone. Um, <clears throat> um, so the party happens, Ross is turning 40. Might I add, I think Ross is so fine. He's one of the hottest house husbands um that we have. Did that party look like a hundred thousand dollar party? To it me? sure did not. <laughs> like I was listening to Watch What Crappens, Ben and Ronnie. And they were like, the camera was shooting at a lot of weird angles to avoid like big, open, empty spaces. Yeah. But I mean, she went with Sheree and she was like, there was no budget. And I'm like, Sonia, you're so embarrassing. (laughs) Sonia goes anywhere the wind blows. Like she doesn't have a stance. It's just like who is. And I do think, yes, she's a cloud chaser. So I just feel like look at Robin throwing like field day for $10 in a field somewhere And for all intents and purposes, getting to keep her job, despite the fact that all of her events are like that. (laughs) Why did Sonya feel the need to go spend $100,000 on a birthday party for Ross? Because she's thirsty. Sonya's (laughs) one of those people who just wants to be with the in crowd. So, um, who should we move on to? Well, what did you think of Ralph showing up to the birthday party with no Drew? Okay. I might have a different opinion on that. I know everybody's been saying, like, you should have been there. At the time, we did not know what the family emergency was. So, yes, I was like, uh, yeah, you better stay and go with your wife, whatever the emergency was and all that kind of stuff. In fact, I thought maybe they had a huge fight. But I was like, nah, Drew's not going to miss a party just because of, of a fight. <laughs> so, the second episode where we find out that it's about her dad and they're in Chicago and she had to fly out. The kids were around and I'm like it would be nice if one parent was around and maybe he just took time to go to the party and honestly I didn't think it was that big of a deal word on the street is that there was no family emergency that she was still negotiating her contract <laughs> and oh. therefore Ralph was like well it's still my friend's birthday you if you aren't going to come because you're negotiating your contract peace uh, so yeah <laughs> I am very surprised about that also Drew is negotiating her contract Sorry. I mean, it like, I feel like Drew would take whatever is giving to her. Uh, I, it's, oh, you know, we, as working people, we always say, you never take your first offer. You have to negotiate. So I guess that's what Drew was doing. 
I mean, I get it, but also housewives fame. That's the other thing, the oblivion and all that. But speaking about Drew, that's another person I think doesn't get enough respect. Listen, I think Drew's gorgeous. Every time I look at Drew, I'm just like, Drew's gorgeous. And it's easy. She's corny and she does the most and it's easy not to take her seriously. But I consider Drew to be what we've talked about before, which is black famous. And a lot of people might not know the things that she's done, but she's most famously, like when she talked about her singing and it never really popped. It's interesting because one of her most famous roles was the game, um, the TV show. Did you ever watch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched that, you guys should go watch it. I just binged it recently. It's on Netflix. It was a spinoff of Girlfriends. And she played herself because she was famous and she played herself, uh, Drew, on there. And she's also the one who played T-Boss on the TLC biopic that was on VH1 that was so good. So she's had a few acting roles on there. So when Marlo tries to come for her, I'm like, yes, she wasn't any A-list actress, but we knew her and she was good at <laughs> what she did. So it's unfair when it feels like everyone treats it like she's a nobody. <laughs> well, the problem with Drew is, for, look, I like knew of the game. I'd never heard of Drew Sidora before she was on. Was she in Step Up though? Um... Before she was on, uh, before she was on the show, but it's just that you say all that nice stuff about Drew, but the minute she opens her mouth and starts talking, she sounds crazy to me. She does. She does. She's especially one of those when she talks about her husband. <laughs> everything Drew says is delusional. <laughs> I'm not going to take that away from her. She bigs everything up and doesn't realize that everyone is laughing at you. But she's so secure in it. But I always say this: there's a thin line between delusional and self confidence. And listen, delusion will make you not realize what people are saying about you, which helps you to move even more in that direction. So whatever works for you. (laughs) I always keep in mind that part, like on the formula for best real housewives, delusion is actually listed pretty high in the Mm -hmm. traits and characteristics. Mm -hmm. But then I look at someone like Candy, who is nowhere near delusional and one of the greatest housewives, if not the greatest housewife who ever was. So I don't know. I I guess delusion is good. Well, Candy's an anomaly. Like, I wouldn't use her for an example for anything. The the woman is there to push her business. She does not need to be a housewife, but she understands the importance of being a housewife. So she's just there. This is just a passive PR thing for For her. For other ventures. (laughs) Because even Kenya, I'm not going to lie. Kenya is the one who told us that a bunch of people tell her that she looks like Beyonce every day. There's delusion there. So... You know, every time Kenya talks, I don't believe a lot of things that she says. Even when she's talking about this guy that she's dating, Shlomo or whatever his name is, I'm like, she's giving me Erica vibes. Like, I I believe that Erica is having all of the sex in the world or whatever, but sometimes I think she exaggerates it. So, I think Erica is lying. Uh-oh. At least this Roy guy is real. <laughs> so I don't know. When Kenya, it's almost rehearsed. She says the same thing all the time. I feel alive. I feel like a woman. I feel like this. And I'm like, is it real? It doesn't feel like real chemistry so but anyways but yeah i think a lot of them have delusion and candy's an anomaly so um how long did it take you before you realized that drew was missing from episode one? Oh, until the moment when ralph showed up and said oh drew couldn't make it i, I mean the how, same way like marla was there and i barely registered how that's what i was about to say how long did it take you to realize that marla wasn't in episode two See, this is you telling me right now. (laughs) (laughs) I realized when I saw the preview for next week and she was yelling about her nephew dying. And I was like, wait, we did not see Marlo this episode. Did not miss her either. You know, there's something sometimes in the contract about being in every episode. Like you contractually have to be featured. 
Because there was that one episode of Beverly Hills where Garcelle was not there for the activities and they did a flashback with Garcelle and someone was like, that's to make sure that Garcelle gets paid for that episode because it's in her contract that she has to appear in every episode. Oh, I did not know all these fun facts on here. I mean, I, I hesitate to call them facts. The sources are all, I mean, it's it's, it's not, you know fact checked or anything it's just what i heard from people who sound like they know what they're talking about okay fun <laughs> facts in quotes in quotation marks how do we feel about sheree look you and i are never gonna agree <laughs> i'm always happy when sheree is there in terms of delusion there's no one better hmm. i enjoy sheree on my screen do not, do not, do not. You call it delusion. I just call it plain dumb. It occurred to me yesterday that Sheree, Alexia, and Teresa are all in the same class. They're in the same pool and the same way that they act. They will always stand up for men, even when there's bad behavior. They will always put down women and they will always stand up for foolishness. And that's why I can never get on Sheree's side. Sheree is always on the wrong side. I just, you know, the whole scene with Kenya. And all I could think was like, every time Sheree has been in a bind with a stupid man, Kenya has been by her side. That scene with the bus when she stood up for her with um, Bob, they weren't even friends. They didn't even like each other with the whole thing, but she stood up for her with that. With the guy uh, in Philly, she called Kenya and Kenya was there for her. Kenya is always like on her side, but she cannot get it together to be there for Kenya and just be a girl's girl. Give up Martel for Kenya? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) She had a Mother's Day post where she said, being a mother is not something you just fit in if you have time. It's something you have to do all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) So I I just, I can't, I can't get it up for Sheree. And then when she comes back, I, and that's a new thing that we're having in Bravo. Something happens. Everyone was like, bring them back. Kim Zosiak gets a divorce. I was like, bring her back. Why? She wants to walk out all the time. She's a lazy housewife. She's not even fun. So I was not nostalgic for Sheree. I mean, if it makes it work, it works. She's a adversary for Candy. But also, I don't understand that. Like, it's weird. She's not an equal adversary. I believe no one is an equal adversary to Candy. Maybe Nene was back in the day. But yeah, that's about it. But they think they are. They being Marlo and Sheree. Talking of like criticizing motherhood, Marlo, when she goes after Candy as a mother, sounds stupid. And actually, so does everybody else, in my opinion. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from EarnIn to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R, N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, 
type in Alter Call on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Alter Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash MAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. I, again, it's just old. You've said it so many years. We get it. We've heard it. Find something else. Every year... This is like Candy's storyline that she works too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't agree with it. Oh, really? No, I just, I feel like it's the same guilt that every working mother has, and and I understand why Candy feels the way she does. Mm-hmm. I understand why her kids say something, but it's also like Candy is supporting a lot more people besides those kids. When she says, oh, my cousin is the kitchen manager at the restaurant, she's basically doing that for a lot of people, keeping them employed with her many lines of business. I don't think it's very easy to just say, oh, you should be home more. I have too many people depending on me. Um, Completely understand that. But I think also that's where you have to make a choice. Do you want those people to be dependent on you or do you want to make time for your kids? Especially if those people are adults, I think you can do a lot for people. But at some point, you have to draw the line. Um, I want to be fair here because when Candy says it, I feel empathy for her. When other housewives say it, because I remember Dr. Moon on Dallas, she was like, I'm too busy between work. I feel guilty. And I'm like, oh, my God, you are so busy that you joined the housewives. Like, drop something. (laughs) Find something. I always say that to people. Like, you're so busy, drop something. And then if it's so important to you, So I want to be fair. And I'm just like, it's easy. It's going to be difficult, but it's doable. I think Candy has 
I'm not sure what happened when she was younger or whatever, where she feels like she has to say yes to everything because opportunity might not come, but she has to sort that out, whatever that trauma is. And she has to draw the line and then maybe say no to a job that allows her to be there for their kid. Because at the end of the day, you just make time for what's more important to you. And it sounds bad, but I don't think she does not love her children. She does. It sounds bad, but right now what's important to her is taking uh, advantage of the opportunities that she has. Mm-hmm. Any which way you look at it, that is what you're choosing. So you have to decide if you want to do that or be present in your kids' lives as much as they want. Because, you know, there's something else that I saw on there where somebody on my timeline wrote something about how their daughter was mad when their mom went back to school to get their degree. And the mom was like, what was mad about it? It took time away from you. And the mom was like, I don't feel bad about that, but I'm not invalidating how you feel. That is how she sees it. But for her, she's like, I did it so you can have a better future. (laughs) So when Ace gets older, he might appreciate it or he might not. But that's just how life is. Nothing is ever black or white and nothing is ever a straight line. So, you know. I also like, this is all very gendered because Todd, does Todd really have jobs? So if they're looking for their mom, why isn't Todd at home with his children? (laughs) Well, he's not the main cast, so we don't know if they're complaining <laughs> about that. But I feel like Todd gets the short end of the stick. Like, I'm all here for her to get all the jobs and all that, but her kids are complaining. I don't think there's anything wrong with a partner, one, wanting to spend more time, that was last season or two seasons ago, or wanting you to pour into theirs if it's a partnership. I don't know, but everyone treats Todd like an extra and I'm like, what is this poor man? What has he done? If I think Todd's issue is that every season Todd wants to try something new or invest in something new or open up a new restaurant. I mean, old lady gang, based on their own reporting, seems like it could use more management, not going out and opening more new restaurants. I, I just, yeah. Todd, and then Todd is always complaining about, well, Candy's too busy or Candy's not supporting me or Candy... It's just, your whole life is funded by her. Can we just have a little bit more respect? That, that's all I think. But it's funded by her with his help. Like, it's not like he's sitting there and just watching. He does stuff. He did most of, most of what she did for the restaurants was her name, yes. But most of the other work and all that, the idea, the all the things was him. She's not, like, in the day-to-day. She doesn't have time for that. I don't know. I just feel like he could get a little bit more respect. You're probably right. A little more accolades. But he's not the main star. He's not the one we love. So everyone just shits on him. So (laughs) There's a lot of things that I just... There are things about Todd that just bother me very deeply. The way he treats his daughter, I don't care for it. Um, (laughs) A, I don't know why you're taking your daughter to strip clubs. I don't care how fun you both think it is. B, the whole like, oh, she's got to be independent and do it by herself and da-da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, Candy is like, I kind of wish that we could help her more, but Todd is not for that. I'm not a fan of that either. I don't know why you would have resources and not want to share them with your child. Yeah. I, I This is like my deep-sated stuff with Todd that I'm just like, what is with this man? I understand. But everyone always has different ideas of how they want to raise their kids. And there are just some people who, there was a lot of people like in Jersey where 
Joe Gorga got his daughter a car and everyone was like bitching about why would he get her a car? She needs to work for it. I think it was bitch sesh. And Danielle was like, oh, you need to work for your car, get like a used car or something. So everyone's different, you know? And, 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 you know, I see the validity of both sides on the Porsche debate. On one (laughs) hand, it's like, like I just said, if you have resources, but there's, I don't know if you saw this video of this Virginia teenager basically almost killing like three people with their reckless driving with a very powerful car. It's like, you can't just be handing teenagers anything. Their, Their prefrontal cortex is not developed. (laughs) yeah but i mean going back to candy the one thing she will do is turn every negative into a business because that kfc ad was the biggest flex ever ever (laughs) ever and we didn't even get any warning we didn't even know what's coming it just dropped in our laps and i was like first it was the dungeon she turned that into a tour and then now it's the KFC. Like, even Marlo had nothing to say. She had to be like, Ace did a good job. <laughs> so. And that's my favorite thing about Candy. She's also, I think, Bravo's favorite child. <laughs> well, okay. I think we have to talk about the elephant in the room. That elephant <laughs> being Martel. Good God. Martel is going to be new to a lot of Bravo watchers, but... Those of us who watch Love and Marriage Huntsville, which is produced by a former Atlanta and New Jersey producer, Carlos King, and he's not a good guy. <laughs> Martel is a terrible human being. <laughs> I don't know how to stress this enough. He's not a good guy. He presents like he's a good guy because season one, we were seeing how he makes breakfast for the kids. He does the domestic duties and all that. And we come to find out it's a ruse. He cheated on his wife repeatedly to the point where there was a baby and he just kept cheating even during COVID. And then she finally divorced him and now he's making her life hell. Um, I don't want to put any labels on him, but from what we've seen, I think Martel is homophobic because his ex-wife's brother is gay and he always has a problem with him babysitting the kids. Like he thinks it's contagious or something. Am I going too far? You're not going too far. That's the truth of the matter. You know, and he makes all these comments and then any little thing he gets into the mix. He has a temper for one. And then he just starts yelling. What he did to Kenya is not new. He yells all the time. And he always tries to, if all else fails, he wants to call his ex-wife a hoe. I don't know. Maybe the hoe is you who cheated and had a baby outside of the marriage. Like, it's just, it's very uncomfortable to watch. Like, he just can't get a hold of his emotions and himself. And he's just always screaming. And, you know, up until last season, he was making all these comments to his ex-wife. Like, he regrets what happened. And he would like to be a family with her. So, I don't know... I think this whole thing with Sheree is a ruse, but I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I really want to be clear on how trash Martell is. (laughs) I mean, the funny thing about Love and Marriage Huntsville, you guys, please go watch. It's so good. Um, I will say I missed a season and then now I'm back and I'm like, this show is very repetitive. Like Martell and Melody are having the same fights that they have had for four seasons. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. But I do feel like I learn every day how much more terrible Martel is. Yes. And I will say all the men on that show are terrible. Maurice oh. is a little bit less terrible, but 
of the three main guys, and those are the people whose storylines I follow, Maurice, Marceau, and Martel. Martel's the worst. Maurice is probably the best, but there's not much difference between the three of them. No, Maurice is just in better packaging. <laughs> and he has like a wife that's the best. So she makes him look much better. But yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is deeply disturbing what Martel does to Melody. Like an episode that I watched that honestly to this day, I'm still mad about. They were at an event together because they shoot this TV show together. She's just trying to leave and go to her car. He will not let her leave by herself. And then another man there who I'm sorry, I'm not learning new characters names on that show. Um, is like, oh, he's just trying to be a protector. There's a fucking TV crew. She can walk to the car by herself. Martel is not trying to be a protector. He just cannot let Melody go. And so it's very strange. It's not love. It's like power and control. If you love someone, you do not cheat on them repeatedly, have a baby with someone else, and have the audacity to act like you're the injured party when your wife won't take you back. Yeah. And we just found out that he does a lot of things for camera in the most recent episode. It's their kid's birthday party. And his ex-wife decided to have a birthday party for her, but decided not to invite Martel because maybe Martel is suing her for full custody because she has too many babysitters. He, in fact, said 20 babysitters when his real (laughs) issue is her brother. Her brother lives in Atlanta, by the way, and she tried to move to Atlanta and he has an issue with it. But he's the one allegedly dating someone and is always in Atlanta. His baby mama is in Atlanta, too. But that goes without question. And then she says, oh, he shows up to the party. He, he She calls um, Martel and says, hey, you should talk to your daughter. And he's like, oh, you're not going to invite me. I should be with her on her birthday. I should do this. I should do that. He shows up to the birthday party, creates this whole scene. And she's like, I'm going to call the police. And then she he leaves. Then after the party, she's like, oh, let's call your dad. Let's take you to your dad. And he's like, no, I'm not going to come get you. And she's the daughter's like, oh, you're not? And then he goes, no, I'm not. But he didn't know that she was he was being recorded. So you did it all for the cameras because you knew the cameras were going to be there, but you wanted to spend so much time with your daughter. What 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 is the point of that? It's very it's on brand. It's on brand. It's so bizarre. So do you think this relationship with Sheree is real? Real what? Like I thought, okay, they're having a good time. I it was very funny in the beginning i think it's because i hadn't watched uh love and marriage huntsville for a bit so i was like oh that's so funny martel and jeray um it's martel though i mean he doesn't really do commitment he does a lot of things for show and i feel like this is another thing to do for show it's just you know for exposure dating a real housewife when you're already a minor celebrity sort of elevates you to a whole new audience yeah have you heard the latest that they think carlos orchestrated that I mean, I listened to Carlos's podcast and he says that he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I mean, is he going to tell us? I have thoughts about Carlos, but for some reason, I'm always so scared to say it. Like, what if or what isn't? Like, if it is true that he did what he did, like, he's the alleged producer who told Phaedra the whole thing with Portia and Candy or whatever. Um, he's also the one who tried to buy 
Candy and escapes rights without letting them know he had like a falling out with Todd. He and Todd used to be um, co-producers. They had like a show on um, TV one, um, R&B divas and the spinoffs. And then they have the encore and all that stuff together. And then they had a falling out and then they don't work together anymore. So I do think there is some kind of shadiness in Carlos. I don't put it beyond him. If he says he didn't, I can't force and say like, no, he did, but I'm inclined to believe it. Cause he is kind of close to Martel in the last season's reunion of love and marriage Huntsville. He was literally in tears saying that he thinks Martel is in pain and he's hurting for him and he thinks he's in love with Melody and he can't fix it back. And I'm like, whoa, I, I don't know Andy would ever cry for anyone to feel this deeply, but that's just me. I, it's just, Carlos can't orchestrate without the participation of Martel and Sheree. <laughs> <laughs> so even if his hand is in it, I mean, they, they're grown adults who have their own interests and wants and desires for whatever drama they want to stir up by themselves without without Carlos's input. But I'm really disgusted by what you just said about Carlos. Like, Martel is an abuser, okay? <laughs> With Melody, well, it's he cannot, this is not a normal two people are getting divorced. It's actually all starting to make sense to me because I'd be like, why are we still, it's Martel. He loves to cry to anybody who will listen about how he wants Melody back. Okay, you're entitled to want that. She doesn't want you. Um, do you but you won't let go. And you accuse her of being a horrible person. I don't think Melody's perfect, but he's an instigator and he's making her life hell. She just wants a divorce. Um, Do you think calling him an abuser is a lot? No, I really don't. That whole thing about trying to walk her out to the car was really disturbing to me. Okay. (laughs) What do you you think? (laughs) I, that's a strong word that I, I do not want to attribute to someone I have not seen. So, yeah. I I didn't, like, I thought it was, this is a funny thing. I thought it was a bit much for them to say that Martel is like Bob and then flash back to Bob talking about choking Sheree. I can't speak to whether Martel puts his hands on people. I know that I haven't seen it, nor has it been referenced on any show. I'm just, I mean, there's different levels to abuse. There's verbal abuse. There's physical abuse. I think Martel is a verbal abuser who's very manipulative. He's and controlling. Because one thing Kenya was right about is like, you don't talk to women like that, but she's just so insistent on defending him. And she hasn't learned anything at 52. Like you cannot let this man talk to you. And Kenya is right. Like just don't even crack the door open for it to happen. But all that being said, good luck to them. And the only reason why I even also kind of believe, sorry, I lost my train of thought. What I was going to say is like, it benefits Carlos if they're together because their shows are running at the same time. And if they're on, a lot of people have not heard of Martel. It increases the, you know, I want to go see what the show is about. What is Martel about? And it might, their ratings are the lowest has ever been this season. Lowest, uh, love and marriage Huntsville. So who knows? Uh, for TV cross promotion, I'm, I think, I think it's a great crossover actually. But that's what I'm saying. He benefits from it. Bravo doesn't need help. Correct. Uh, and I don't know if Andrew, it's just it's a storyline for I'm sorry, Atlanta kind of does struggle sometimes. Yeah. It's a very interesting storyline that here we are talking about it. Yeah. It's the most interesting storyline of the season, two episodes in. I don't want to spend the whole season on Martel. We can wrap this up in a few, but 
We hope, but that's what I'm saying. That's my fear with Bravo is just like we get something and then we just stick to it. And that's how we're going to be for the rest of the entire season. Um, and everybody, just one thing, everybody's participating because Kenya was real quick to be like, I have a DM from Martel. If Martel is a storyline, it's not Carlos's King's fault. It's Sheree's fault. It's Kenya's fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not at all saying like he's a storyline. Like you just know, I think he's talked about it and he did like a recap and he's just like, he thinks that Kenya and Candy were being producers and making for good TV. That yes, they had a DM. It did not have to be anything because it was how long ago they've seen each other and, you know, when they're neighbors. So they must have talked about it at some point. Because even at last reunion, she was already talking to Martel. So why did it wait till this time? So they did it as a producer with the producer hats on to create it into something. So I'm not blaming him. I'm just talking about like, it's a benefit if, you know, he's in their life or whatever, but I think he knows them enough to know. And because like you said, Atlanta needs something that it could become um, something. But talking about the DM, should that even be a factor? Like, is it not akin to what Giselle did waiting six months after to bring it up on camera? Very true. Um, And it was also just, silly like his dms i I think the dms prove that martel would probably be happy to get with any real housewives of atlanta if it got him some screen time yeah and he wanted kenya first (laughs) (laughs) but in terms of like kenya being like this is a and candy being like this is a scandal i was like come on guys it's a dm from two years ago (laughs) okay how about the new chihuahua courtney that was very annoying and i i just wish Candy could have risen above her because that is the easiest way to get airtime. Just go for whoever and just start barking. But see, I mean, first off, I kind of enjoy that version of Candy. who's was just like, you are not important. Get away from me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, okay. Courtney looks silly. Courtney was clearly, it was, it was also very obvious but it's also like it kind of ended at the beginning of the second episode, and by the end of the second episode, I wasn't thinking of Courtney. <laughs> she just she didn't make impression. <laughs> oh man, I just the minute they said she was Sheree's friend, I was like, oh God, we've got another minion. So I hope she doesn't last, and I'm glad Kenya has a new friend, Akila. Yeah, and who a real friend. When yeah. they can actually produce pictures of you from before. I thought it was hilarious when they said that Sheree's kids went to school with Courtney's kids. And then they showed all these pictures of them not in the same picture. <laughs> <laughs> but when they introduced Akila, Kenya could produce pictures of her and Akila together before yeah. the show. I like that. Yeah. And I just want to say. Every time I see baby Brooklyn, I'm so thankful for her. I'm so thankful that Kenya got to have her. Like we've watched Kenya for all of her bad behavior and she just really wanted a child and she finally got Brooklyn and Brooklyn is like the most perfect thing. I don't know her personally, but I'm just so happy for her. And that scene within the tennis and just playing, it was just the cutest thing ever. Yeah. I'm happy for Kenya. It's unfortunate that Brooklyn's father is Mark Daly because that apparently is not over. I think Kenya is still working on getting divorced. Yeah. It's going to be longer than Bethany's. Um, what do we think about how Candy clocked Sonia like verbatim, even though she did not see what 
transpired. I thought that was great. <laughs> if you're smart and you can read people, you can read people. Sonia is not defending anybody. <laughs> and doesn't even have the audacity to be like open about it. It's like, oh, I defended you. Candy's like, no, you didn't. But what is Sonia's game? They're cameras. What is she trying to do? Or oh, is it just the thirst overshadows everything? She's just trying to ingratiate herself with everybody. I, I'm sure she and Drew are not cool after last year. So Sonya needs friends to keep her on this show. Why try to piss anybody off? Hmm. I don't know. Well, what are you hoping to get out of this season? I don't have, I don't know. <laughs> I just watch. <laughs> I don't have like hopes for this season. Not yet. Not two episodes in. What about you? I think it's a make or break season for Atlanta and I'm very worried. Um I I just that's why I was surprised that they kept everybody. I just thought it would have like a huge shake up. I was really hoping Portia was going to come back, but I think I need to hang that up. But I'm scared that if the season doesn't do well, Atlanta is going to how do I say this drop in the respect game? Because I'm just like, every time I go through the hashtag, I just see a lot more complaints about everything. I'm very proud about how much Bravo put in the marketing. I really like that. Cause there was a season where they didn't even get an update for their intro, but this time they got an update in their intro. They did a whole rollover marketing that was really impressive. And I'm hoping it works out. I really want them to be the highest rated housewife franchise again, not sure that's going to be possible, but I'm scared. <laughs> oh, I mean, I think it'll be fine. I'm an optimist, though. <laughs> okay. So, so far, so good. I've enjoyed the first two episodes. Uh, looking forward to this season. I am excited that they filmed during BravoCon, and they actually mentioned it. Yeah, and I want to see how that plays out next week, because I'm like... Are the things that happened at BravoCon, are they going to become storyline? Because I need all the shows to do that. Yes, because we see that Mama Joyce's talk on the panel, talking down on Todd, is going to come up again. Oh, so, I can't wait. We'll see. So it'll be exciting. So let us know what you think about Atlanta. Where do you stand? The past, the present, the future. And let us know all your thoughts. And we will be watching the rest of the season. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.